Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, of course, we reflected on the German football at the weekend. We were joined by a name from the past, the uh, football presenter, Elton Wellsby. And he had a very interesting question for him that slightly threw him. Um, We also uh, talked about all manner of different things. We brought you Striker the uh, Steve Bruce murder mystery. We had the Clips Wheel of Fortune, some old classic clips from the past. And Mike Ward uh, brought us uh, the best of tonight's TV. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul. And, of course, I suppose we are going to go into detail with Andy Brassel, but... uh, we have to give our initial impressions of German football coming back. Uh, I watched it, I must say. It didn't really grab me. I, I thought this would be the case. No skin in the game. Uh, mm. When I watch a Premier League game, I, I kind of... I, I want one team to win, or if, if I want my team to win, or I want another team to draw, or a team I hate to lose. You know, there, there's something about it. Whereas it's different. If you're in Germany, I'm sure it does matter. But there were some positives, though, to, to be honest. Uh, I tell you, one of the things I think was the problem, though, we have been watching such high quality sport in the last six to seven weeks. We've seen great legends of the game yeah. performing at their very best, and you come back with what is in effect a pre-season game in Germany. Yeah, you know, it's not going to it's not going to compare. You know, in terms of atmosphere in terms of skill but what did you make of it I think you can see the ring rust can't you I mean that was quite noticeable both the big sides that we saw in action over the weekend Borussia Dortmund and Munich both did look a bit rusty for 15 minutes but I thought Dortmund when they got going played some lovely stuff they were still they were still good to watch they were a bit more convincing mm. and looked like they'd hit the ground running a little bit more than uh, than Bayern had one thing I did notice Andy there was a couple of moments in games where there were tackles that I think would have been yellow cards if there was a crowd there. And it does prove, I think, how influenced yeah. referees are. You heard the players react. It was quite a naughty one through the back of one of the Bayern players. I thought that, if, you know, if there was a crowd in, certainly if it had been yeah. in Munich, that would have definitely been a yellow. And I think you might see less cards given for tackles like that simply because they're not reacting to the crowd. Because we know, you know, referees are human. Um, that will happen now and again. I mean, it's not a major point. But um, not having any ball boys or ball girls there, that system I think they've got of having, they seem to have a ball every three or four yards. So you've got absolutely (laughs) no excuse to time waste, have you? They're all disinfected. They're all left there all around the pitch. So it's kind of multi-ball. 
but without there being ball boys and ball girls. Yeah, it's quite. I mean, I think home advantage is diminished, isn't it? There's no question about that. Without a crowd, and that's one of one of the things. There were. I mean, wasn't one of our our old colleagues, David Walker, had an interesting spin on the whole thing. He had his own crowd sound going in the background. He took it off of YouTube. Yeah. And he just played it, it out of a little it, speaker. And I thought it, I thought it improved. It, it was better, wasn't it? It was better. <laughs> yeah. It goes back to uh, what we said about Korea as well. What they did in South Korea. There's, look, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, just sweeten it all a little bit. We know it's not real, but the whole thing's a fairly unreal experience hmm. anyway. I That's thought, what I think. I mean, you still got a bloke on the PA playing records before kickoff. What's the point of that? I mean, he's also announcing substitutions, <laughs> obviously for the journalists, for the five journalists that were in there. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, you've got a nod to normality, so why not say, look, let's just let's sweeten it. Let's have, if there is a near miss, or if there is a goal, let's do something about it. I mean, they were playing music when there were goals, so what, what's that there for? That's not for real, is it? That's true, and uh, I, and of course you wouldn't have uh, you'd expect me to have noticed that Rabbi Matondo was playing for Schalke, and uh, yeah. I'm sure he shouldn't have been playing on a Saturday. I was quite concerned about that, really. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you were, yes, of course. <laughs> so, but we'll go into more detail with uh, with Andy Brassel. So, yeah, uh, he, 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 I if you like German football, you know, I'm sure you really, really enjoyed it. Um, I saw this one that caught my mind, caught my imagination yesterday. This was in the Sunday Mirror. That they, mm. they have a, a section where people talk about memorabilia or things they've got and an expert says, well, this might be worth something. But this one from a bloke called Colin Hill. He said, I own a 1966 World Cup trophy, which I bought near Wembley Stadium from an office, which had loads of framed photos of the England team. It was just before the old stadium was knocked down and I was told the cup had come from FIFA. I understand the National Football Museum has the only known replica, but I think my trophy, a pretty heavy thing, is one too. I won it at auction and paid £500 for it. What do you think? I'm thinking, who do you think you are? Pickles. <laughs> I looked it up. There's no record of a third trophy. Do you think wow. that this would have existed? It's quite, a, quite an intriguing one there. There's but, always uh, a few replicas, isn't there? Because, I mean, when we, when we were doing Fantasy World Cup, they brought the, the World Cup in. And uh, we kept being told, I know it's the real, you know, it's not the real one. The real one was going to be out of the World Cup. It wasn't going to be sitting in an office in London, was it? They always have like, they always have a, f- I suppose a few so. replicas in place. I mean, I don't know if it's worth anything. It's, uh, I don't know what the story is behind it, but we'll, we'll try and find out. Anything That's else? true. And yes, I've got plenty of stuff today. Uh, I'm telling you about this thing. I've never heard of it. And a football tournament we've never heard of. The European Mountain Village Championships takes place in uh, in the Alps, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Um, the Otmar Hitzfeld football pitch, 2,000 metres above sea level. And uh, I do think some players, of course, you'll be familiar with. Alpi, he's playing, of course. And good, Derek, yeah. M- Derek Mountainfield, he's playing. <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's terrible, isn't it? I do apologise. And uh, got some bad news for Brian Blessed, though. Have you really? seen this? Yeah, apparently, speaking loudly can leave the coronavirus in exhaled droplets in the air for up to 14 minutes. So it's much worse if you speak loudly than if you... So Bob Harris is less likely to spread it than Brian Blessed. Not that oh, I'm well, accusing either of them. <laughs> that's very that's very scientific. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A season presenter, very really familiar face on TV throughout the 80s and 90s. Elton Wellsby, and he joins us now. Elton, um, I was just looking at your Wikipedia, and I know with my own Wikipedia page it gets subverted and people put stuff in there that isn't true whatsoever. So this may well be absolute nonsense. But it says here that you made a brief appearance on Michael Bublé, Home for Christmas, a Christmas programme presented by the Canadian singer. Is that true? No. 
I knew it wouldn't be. What it's sort of imagination do you need to go onto Elton Wellsby's wiki page and put something as random as that in? I mean, you're a Michael Bublé fan, are you? Or not? Paul, Andy, I wish. Yeah. We never did a duet together. <laughs> you might have a big Christmas single now. You might be listening, Michael, and he thinks, you know what, I've got to put that right if it's on Wikipedia. Yeah, so, brilliant. Uh, uh, Where uh, that I don't know. It's, it's it's just absolutely ridiculous. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. One thing that caught my imagination, uh, caught my eye actually, was uh, yeah. Danny Higginbottom's analysis of. Uh, he was looking at German football on the weekend, and he said. Uh, he was looking at Timo Werner. He said he could be good for Liverpool. He said, I watched him for RB Leipzig against Freiburg on Saturday. And while he didn't score, I saw enough to, to know what he could add. I was thinking, well, haven't you seen him? He played in the World Cup and he played in the Champions League. Surely you saw him before Saturday. He wasn't great in the World Cup, though, was he? Didn't have much like no. all the Germans, really. But, yeah, he's, he's been was, quite good in the Champions League, I he think. He was very good in the Champions League. Now, this one uh, threw me, Andy. Oh, yeah. A story that threw me. This was just a telegraph today. It said, tests on hamsters show face masks re- reduce coronavirus transmission. This is the mm. University of Hong Kong. I thought, how'd you get a mask? How'd you get a face mask on a hamster? I mean, who's knocking <laughs> these up on a sewing machine, A? B, how'd you get the old loops behind their ears? I thought, you know, has anybody just, for comic effect, has tried to put a pair of glasses on a dog or a... A hat on a cat at any point. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a so who get manages to get a face mask on a hamster. So thankfully, I read on. It says surgical oh, yeah. masks were placed between the two cages with airflow traveling from the infected animals to oh. the healthy one, and they found non-contact trend. So no one made small masks for hamsters to wear. <laughs> well, it was They're good, not, good of you to so, look into it. So breaking news there: uh, they don't wear them. But uh, yeah. Now, you might think that the moose is the only person never to have seen the. Simpsons. You know, he often says, I've never seen yeah. one episode. And you think, oh, come on, you must have done. But I think I've found two other people now. They play right. for the Ospreys. Uh, mm. They're rugby players. Nicky Smith and uh, club teammate Tom both are 29 because they fell. One of their other teammates was pranking them and yeah. they both fell for Amanda Hug and Kiss. Oh, really? Which was one of Bart's, wasn't it? In most talent. Come on. See come on, guys. Come on, give man. me Amanda Hug and Kiss. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Exactly. The Hawksby and Jacob Daily podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We're going to spin the Clips of the Week Wheel of Fortune. We decided just to oh, yeah. uh, delve into the archives, as we have during lockdown, and just bring you a random Clips of the Week. As it appeared, uh, it's not been sweetened in any way. We didn't get rid of the duffers. The duffers are in there amongst the gold. It's just a kind of snapshot of any standard Clips of the Week from the past. So let's spiel the, spiel, let's spin the Clips of the Week <laughs> Wheel spiel. of Fortune. Let's spiel, shall we? Let's come and spiel ahead. <laughs> And would you believe it has landed on April the 29th, 2011? Who'd have thunk it? Let's head back there now and see what the clips were like that Friday afternoon. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. We start with old mate Steve Lomas previewing Spurs versus Real Madrid. I think the only way Tottenham will have a chance is obviously Beal and Lennon getting out Ramas and Adebayola. Our two tremendous players, Ramas and Adebayola. They're my favourites. Two of my favourites. Now, I tuned into Nigel Botherway on Fisherman's Blues the other weekend. At uh, this point of the conversation, I never quite worked out what he was talking about. And I thought then it's a shame, really. You should do it in your 20s and your 30s when you're fit and strong. But uh, Keith will tell you there's a lot of technique, but uh, you've still got to pull hard at times. Yeah, I wonder what. I don't know what he was talking about. You kind of feel like you'd like to go back and and hear the start of that, really, to, to get some kind of context. Carry on, Nigel, I think. Now, if you've been to an all-the-shot game, how do you describe it in the past tense? I reckon the UFO expert Nick Pope might know. The first football match I ever went to was all-the-shot. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, Possibly. really. What can you say? Now, I haven't really been keeping an eye on Brentford's progress of late, uh, but if Ray Parler's anything to go by, they're doing very well. Oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're absolutely flying. They're playing Brentford today, who may, may be just a little bit of a downer after the World Cup. Tremendous, wasn't it? Well, they, I, I didn't know they'd got there. <laughs> they did very well. Really? Happened. Where are they in the FIFA rankings, Brentford, at the moment? <laughs> just above England, I think. Oh, a tremendous <laughs> job they're nearly forced to well, don't they, him? Now, this is uh, Alan Brazil, and I'll tell you what, sometimes, oh. Andy, I think we've all had it, haven't you? Mm. You hear something. And you hear someone tell a story and you think to yourself, you know what, my life really isn't that bad after all. It's a bit of a tearjerker, this. You've got a tissue handy. I, I would get out of your pocket if I was you. You get in here, six to ten, you have no time at the top of the hour to have a break. And we have our canteen. There is no canteen at Topsport. <laughs> so far, I've had two packets of cheddar and onion ch- uh, crisps and a Lions bar. So, so much oh. for diets. There is nothing else to eat in this place. Yes, quite well paid for it, though. <laughs> It's quite it's sad, isn't it? Yeah, it? Really, honestly, I've got a lump in my throat. Just, gutted. just listening to that, I really <laughs> felt for Alan hearing that story. Now it's Russell Hargreaves with breaking news. And White House uh, plane and and the White House uh, see a uh, excuse me, and a White House uh, late. Should oh, again. I do apologise. Uh, it's no time, sadly. <laughs> no idea what happened there. Run out of time there. <laughs> 
And uh, Russell wasn't the only one uh, struggling a little bit this week. This is Jason Cundy. Cesc Fabregas has come out and uh, pretty much criticised the, the, the mentality that Arsenal have, the, men, mental ten, men, the winning mentality, is easy for me to say. They lack a winning mentality. Uh, mentality. They certainly do. What's the mentality like at the White House? I don't know what the mentality like is at the White House. I've got a clue, mate. <laughs> Here's Quinny, who we're guessing isn't a massive F1 fan. Well done to Paul de Resto. He's going to be in the points again, but we have six laps to go. 50 laps oh, completed. That makes me happy. And doing the double over them on Wednesday makes me <laughs> happy. Come on, you spares, my computer. Sebastian Vettel leading. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? Right at wait until he finished his report. That's yeah. not right, is it, really? And now this is Matt Scott uh, from The Guardian, who is an Arsenal fan. And like the manager, Arsene Wenger, he does have a slightly different concept, concept of what constitutes a youngster. We're very lucky in that my, my three-year-old is, he, he devours his greens and always has since he was a child. Yeah, three. I mean, really, you're a man at that stage. You know, if, you, if, you're, if you're young and old enough, you're good enough, as they very say. Much That's so, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's a caller on Fernando Torres. Torres is clearly a fixture. They've spent £50 million pounds and they're paying £175 a week. Yeah, it's probably performance-related. I would say it? it probably is performance-related, <laughs> and that would be a fair wage. I think it's a bit overpaid at I that think rate. it might be. I would, I would take it down to about 95 quid. <laughs> now, this is Big Alan again, oh, clearly yeah. with other things on his mind. Uh, looking at the table, that last-minute goal really has helped Villa. 40 points. Uh, 40 points. Poor fella. I mean, he's got a point, isn't he? <laughs> no, he's had to work on a Sunday. He can't even have a pint on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. He has to come into work. Oh, that's he has to come into work on a Sunday afternoon... I know. What can yeah. you do? Honestly, I'm I, filling up again, so we better move on. <laughs> Staying with breakfast, here's Ronnie Irani, who uh, seems to have a bit of wind. I think uh, I think I can do well, yeah. <laughs> Martin, just a quick one from me. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, why not, Master, as uh, the great Brian Moore once said. <laughs> uh, this is Quinny uh, with a caller. There's no point going into that too much. Oh, sorry, um, he's run out of ideas. Um, what do you make, what do you make of sex... Well, that's that's to say, really. Calm down, fella. It's <laughs> a rather personal question. That's <laughs> a good question. Somebody tweeted me that one. It's brilliant. Now, Steve McLaren was on with uh, Keys and Gray recently, and we think he may have had a bit of influence on Andy. Yeah. Watch from kickoff when Liverpool kick off after they concede the penalty. Watch Arsenal. Hey, from me, Arsenal. Arsenal. Sure. Yeah, he's definitely had a lot of influence on Andy. Back to Nigel. No, sorry, I'm, I'm doing it. I went back. Back, back to Nigel Botherway on Fisherman's Blues. Talking football. First up this morning is John from Slough, a Man United fan. So aside from fishing, you must be a very happy man this morning, John. Great win in the week. Very, very happy. Yeah, yeah. Good result for the boys, oh, wasn't boys. it? They played well. I didn't see the match, but it was interesting to hear on on um, Stan Collymore saying and everybody else subsequently how well Rooney played in midfield. He was very excellent, like me. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I think we could all hear the elation <laughs> in John's voice, couldn't we? <laughs> no, I just think I'll stick to fishing. <laughs> no, not the John, rather. Yeah, brilliant. Now, yeah. what's next, then? It's a quarter of the week to Mike Graham telling a chicken to shut up. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, these things came out, uh, and Christine, people like her, are, uh, oh, hang on a minute. Shut up. Hang on a second. Shush! Talk Sport, Caller of the Week. And telling a chicken good. to shut up. Very good. Uh, back to Quinny again, uh, with an interesting insight into the equine world. You know, th th there's loads of people who have horses that they, you know, socialise with.
Is that right? Yeah. Up the pub. We've got a gin named after I, you. I like nothing better than a chat with red rum in the old days. Yeah, you used to pop in there. <laughs> Tremendous. It was. I can't see Mick socialising <laughs> with the horses, can you? And finally, yeah. here's Alan talking to Ray Parler. Now, Ray, what do you make of that? I, I like Danny. Always wants a ball. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme? <laughs> yeah. It's not a soul out there. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. There we are, there's your clips of the week. Thanks to uh, Mark Dewick, Michael Casey, Dan in Birmingham, Richard Davis, Neil Francis, Glyn Barrington, Jim Ramsden, Michael in Washington, Tim Riley, Robert Cox, Pete in Four Oaks, and John McRoberts, and Chris Davis, who was actually on air with Alan when he did the 40 Pints one, <laughs> yeah. and texted it while he was working with him. Probably a first oh, in the world of clips. Dedication. There we are, that was the uh, Clips of the Week Wheel of Fortune, uh, April the 29th, 2011. Amazing. Good ones in there, Andy, weren't they? Yeah, they were, really, yeah. Uh, fun. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Uh, uh, we got Striker, oh, yeah. Andy. Oh, good. Oh, no, no, yeah. let's get it in, yeah. Definitely. Let's bring your Striker. This is Ian Danter bringing to life Steve Bruce's uh, murder mystery novel, Striker, one of three he wrote while still a uh, footballer at Manchester United. And uh, let's rejoin uh, Steve's murder mystery striker from where we left off on... Uh, is, this, is this right? Is this, I'm just making sure I've got the right one. Is that uh, from today? No, I've got a really incredibly old one here. Anyway, you get the idea. Steve Barnes has uh, uh, been accused of the murder of his star striker, yes, yes. Pat Duffy. And did he do it? Didn't he do it? My guess is he didn't. It wouldn't be much of who done it if it was. But uh, who did do it? Let's try and get to the bottom of it. Take it away, Dance. I didn't follow Jimmy's route directly. Instead, I turned up Kirkgate and along the street where the parish church stands. I wasn't in need of spiritual support. This is a good place in the evening to park a car. It's well lit and there are always plenty of people. I locked the car with central locking. The XJ8 has a good security system with ultrasonic intrusion sensing, radio frequency remote control and engine immobiliser. All necessary. This is a desirable motor and um, available for more good Jaguar stockists. I found where Jimmy had turned. It was not a street but a yard of which there are quite a few in Leddesford. Jimmy's car was parked there. The yard was very dark. There appeared to be light and activity in only one place. I walked over carefully and quietly. This was clearly the back door to premises. There was a young man sitting at a table near the door. He was reading a flesh magazine. Bet you've not heard it called that for a few years. It was my good luck that he decided to go into a back room to purchase a drink from a vending machine. I slipped in very quietly. I found myself in an ill-lit corridor. Whatever this place was and whatever it did, food and drink were part of the operation. I passed the food store and went into another corridor. On the wall there was a CCTV camera. I stopped briefly and stared at the camera. Whoever was watching would know who the intruder was. Then I saw this guy coming toward me. Tall, he was dressed in black. Slacks, shirt, heavy boots. It was obvious the guy hadn't come for a conversation. He lunged toward me. I prepared to defend myself from attack. Then I had a feeling someone was behind me. I turned, just in time to see another guy. 
In his right hand, there was a heavy black truncheon, and it was about to land full on the head. Wow, wee, what about that? He's, he's being coshed, old Steve. And Dance is right, the term <laughs> flesh magazine has not, <laughs> not been used by for many years. And definitely had the good people at the local uh, Cheshire Jaguar um, showroom. Oh, definitely put up some of the money for this book, didn't they? That's the second or third time he's talked us through his uh, XJ8 3.2 sports version. <laughs> Nice anyway, car. more more from lovely vehicle, sir. Fully loaded flesh magazine. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So what's worth watching uh, on the box tonight? He's back. It is, of course, Mike Ward, Brighton supporting Star TV preview. Good afternoon, Mike. Hi, guys. Uh, what what tickled your fancy over the weekend? Did you vote in the uh, number one Eurovision song? The the British one, the uh, the first, the early one. I, I quite liked it actually because it was very quick, wasn't it? You know, yeah. compared to I mean, uh, Waterloo obviously won. There yeah, would have been did, yeah, no yeah. justice had it not won. But um, I, I like the fact it started at what's half past six and it was all done and dusted by eight o'clock. I mean, that sets a precedent, doesn't it, for future <laughs> Eurovision? Because yeah. it normally goes on for about you know four hours. Um, and yeah, I thought they actually did it quite well. They did that quite well because it felt almost like you were watching it with Graham doing his commentary in the normal sort of uh, style. And um, I didn't actually. I must admit, I did a, a Zoom quiz after that, so I didn't watch the uh, the celebration of this year's forty-one entries. I thought that might be just a, going a bit too far, Euro-wise. I'm not sure, Mike, how great a competition it would have been this year because uh, I think Iceland's entry was head and shoulders above everything else. I, what a great song, Eurovision mm. or not. It's, and the video is fantastic. It it's is. It's become a bit of a, it's a social media sensation. But yeah. I think uh, you do sense that that would have, that would have won it. That would have been easy. one. And then they could stage it in, uh, in Reykjavik. Um, they could. That would have been wonderful, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I wonder if they can't bring them back next year. It's not like the Euro 20. I mean, I wonder if I, I, the the act, the British actor, was sort of saying he hopes to get the chance again next year. Yeah, well, why not? I think it would only be fair, even if yeah. they have to do a different yeah. song. But it's so different from when I used to go, because as you know, I've, as I've now revealed, that I am mm. a huge sort of fan with a lot, lot of experience of the Eurovision thing. Um, th- I'm sure there was a rule that they couldn't even release the song until after the contest, whereas now the song sort of, you know, topped the charts in 500 countries and, you know, had a million YouTube hits before, before the night. So it's all done completely differently these days. So I suppose you can't really you know put out the same songs in 12 months time and have no. them as fresh they're going to have to write new ones or, or just change a couple of lines yeah or something uh, so on to tonight and uh, we had a chat with uh, Matt Letizia a little bit earlier on who's in uh, uh, Harry's Heroes Euro, Euro yeah. having a laugh and but you can give us a bit of distance on it what, what have you made of it I take it you've seen a preview one yeah I've seen a preview because they, obviously they did this last year didn't they the, yeah. your Harry Redknapp got all these old, uh, ex-England players together and uh, put them together in a way that uh, allowed them to sort of uh, challenge their you know their health issues as well so there's a sort of, it's all you know, predominantly it's, it's a laugh but behind it all there's also the fact that these guys have got to a point where they they kind of let themselves go a bit, as they'd be the first to admit, some more mm. than others. I know Matt talked about his dietary issues, certainly last year, and his, his, his junk food habit and what have you. And and I guess the most extreme one is obviously Neil Ruddock, who's had serious, you know, he's had uh, serious issues of, as far as, you know, the his dangerously high cholesterol levels. Yeah. And, levels and, all that sort of and there is there is a moment in this, uh, in this series, which is on for the next three nights, by the way, where... Um, Paul Merson, who obviously, you know, with his alcohol issues, uh, has, you know, tries to have a sort of serious word with him, and, you know, he doesn't necessarily take too kindly to it. So, along with all the sort of banter and the laughs, it's actually got that sort of uh, uh, serious note to it as well. 
the first one's like, 90 minutes, isn't it? So yeah. I, it does seem, I wish they wouldn't do that. It's yes. quite a long time to, to commit to one programme like this. I mean, I'll put, I'm sort of an hour, I might go for it, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I must admit, I thought that. I mean, I think I think they're all 90 minutes as far as I know. It does seem an awful long time. Well, you I can mean, record it and spool through the ads, Andy, if that's what you want to do. That, that, yeah. And you can make it an hour's viewing, can't you? You know, it's, it's, it's very it's, good. It's, it's, Sorry it's, if you're advertising in this slot, by the way. <laughs> three hours, three hours. So, so was it four and a half? But that's longer than my team normally stays in the in the league cup. Yeah. So you know, it's, yeah, I know. It's, quite I, it's a bit much, really. Um, um, I, who are Eric Monkman and Bobby oh, Siegel? Eric Monkman and Bobby Siegel. I always, whenever I think of Bobby Siegel, I always think of our own famous number 25. But, of course, it's Bobby Siegel, who was a University Challenge contestant. I think they were on about... They're, they're both best mates. Eric Monkman, I think, is Canadian. Bobby Siegel's um, English. And they basically... They both became sort of cult heroes if you watch University Challenge because they had sort yeah. of distinctive personalities and manner to them and, uh, you know, fantastically both boffin and enthusiastic. So some genius decided to put them together to make a TV series, which is them going off on their travels together. So it's not exactly you know Ralph Little and Ricky Tomlinson. <laughs> it's, it's basically the pair of them going off, and they are you know, and it's sort of celebrating. I mean, they I, I can't think of a close equivalent that doesn't make me sound nine hundred years old. But I'm thinking of when you used to watch Magnus Pike or whatever on TV. You know, <laughs> people whose eccentricity and whose academic eccentricity is part of the appeal, even if you don't quite understand what they're banging on about half the time. I mean, TV is eating itself when you have to think, who are going to be the breakout stars this year from <laughs> University Challenge? It's not Love Island, is it? It's University Challenge. Well, you say that. You say that. So, yeah, I mean, it's all sort of plays... What's, what's quite interesting is that they, they, they're obviously told... I say quite interesting, averagely interesting. They're obviously told to sort of not get too dry and academic, so they're trying to sort of be very light and they sort of Pop dress science, up. They yeah. dress up a little bit like Lucy Worsley does in these things, and they sort of... But they meet people. There's one in the second episode... They meet some professor and they start asking him questions about Ed Sheeran. And it yeah. starts to sound a little bit... They're trying to make it sound accessible and fun when actually it's quite a dull subject. But it starts to sound a bit like Philomena Kunk after a while. Because they're just <laughs> yeah. is this guy, is, is he, you know, does he realise whether he's actually on an academic show or, or, or a mockumentary? It's quite weird. But, um, you know, it's it's only half an hour. No, it's not. It's an hour. I beg your pardon. It's an hour. All so right. I haven't, even sold, it on, I haven't even sold it to you on <laughs> yeah. that level. Yeah, as so. long as it's not 90 minutes, Andy, there you, you, go. Can, you can get through. And there's no ad. Adverts in that he was on the beep, so you couldn't spool through it. Yeah. Uh, Andy's favourite show's on tonight, Grayson's Art Club. It is, Club. yes. Oh, I love that show. View from my window, which right. is pretty. Yeah, I mean, uh, view from my window is a shed, which is not. So, <laughs> we'll paint that then. No, not sheds. literally. Two coats. <laughs> yes, absolutely. it. I yeah, mean. a shed with, which normally has a, a very large seagull, ironically, on it. Um, right. So yeah, I could do that. So uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's basically the members of the public he talks to this week all being encouraged to sort of paint what's out, out, out their window, which um, in a way is a window on other people's windows, isn't it? In a, in yeah, sort of, uh, <laughs> it's it very much is. Yes, thank uh, you. Tonight thank we've you also got the best of the Chelsea Flower Show. It's on every night. Uh, oh, how are they doing that? Yes. They virtually use kind of someone's window box. <laughs> yes, basically. It must no. be the old, the it's old, the old one. Oh, but the, the old great one. thing yeah. is, I quite—I'll be honest with you. Again, I'm right. making myself. I quite like watching a little bit. Sometimes you just want to sort of veg in front of a show and just watch, watch, watch it wash or over flower. you. A bit of yes, indeed. Thank you for that. <laughs> 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 uh, 
and um, oh dear. and I've completely lost my thread now. Yeah, yeah so I like more of it, Chelsea. You know, because you just look at it, and you know, I've, I, I couldn't grow a thing. Everything I touch, you know, it dies as soon. But I quite admire admire the sort of these gardens. But I also often watch this with my father-in-law, who gets very angry watching the Chelsea Flower Show because, of course, as years go by, it's no longer sort of pretty gardens. It's sort of yeah. striking, brutalist concrete structures with sort of yeah, really, water features. Yeah, and sorts, often yeah. look like a sort of rundown car park. You know. Yeah. Uh, really quite ugly so he gets very irate I, and I'm, I missed that this year I like that woman who is on it who always sounds like she hasn't had a few but she always sounds like she's had a few <laughs> <laughs> these roses look lovely you were supposed to go headlong into the old flower beds but yeah. she she's somehow not had a avoids drink, it we like to point that out she hasn't why is it always Chelsea's flower show why is it never <laughs> Manchester United's or Liverpool's or Sheffield United's flower show. Always Chelsea, isn't it? There probably is a Sheffield United flower show. Completely cornered the market in flower shows. Bought it up for the foreseeable, as old uh, Roman. Uh, Uh, Something on tonight, Mike, which is I I thought was quite an intriguing. I looked at the Telegraph. Yeah, I like the sound of this. It's called The Changing Times of Ike White. It's an arena. This is um, music producer Jerry Goldstein believed that Ike White was the next Jimi Hendrix. One problem, he was behind bars for murder. So I don't know where that pans out, but uh, it's intrigued me enough to go and find it tonight. That's on what channel's that? Oh, yes, yeah, channel... so, yeah, uh, BBC Four. Oh, that won't BBC be... BBC Four? That won't, yeah, that won't be around till, till tonight. <laughs> <laughs> closed it down by tea time. It'll mean Andy will have to miss the last half hour of uh, Harry's Heroes unless he does record it. But, yeah. um, and for football fans, of old, fans of old football, this sounds good. ITV4, 7pm. Yeah. Brian yes. Moore meets Kevin Keegan. Yeah, um, I sort of vaguely remember this. Um, this was about recorded when Kevin Keegan was at Hamburg, which I think was, uh, was uh, 77 onwards. And, of course, he twice won European football of the year so this is uh, this is talking about how he won his skeptical teammates over because apparently they were were not initially uh, terribly impressed with this this englishman coming over but he scored a lot of goals he scored 32 goals and 90 appearances but also it um, talks about the fact that he became aware of his commercial potential in an era when you know comparatively few footballers did that you know he splashed it all over etc with henry cooper you may remember yeah. well oh we do yeah yeah uh, still buy that obviously i still get that in my Christmas stocking a bit Do you still get some brute deer yeah, every year? Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Special. Yeah, we haven't got time to go into it, but I think the <laughs> what, have aftershave... You got, we haven't got time bit, to go no, into the, Mike's brute. <laughs> no, the aftershave industry is going to be obsolete. Well, until there's a vaccine, because no one's going to want to put aftershave on and people can smell you, they're too close. So what's oh, the about, point? Good okay, point. Okay, well, that's interesting. You're not splashing a bit on Andy just for the missus? I'm not. What's okay. the point? Well, oh, it's fair enough. That's that's feel special. What's the point? <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Don't ask me to leave it out. Just been watching Andy on House Party trying to kill a fly with his uh, electronic <laughs> uh, tennis racket, which that was an experience. Uh, anyway, good, Andy, five questions you've got to get right. I think oh, I might yes. have made them a bit easy. Um, oh, dear. We spoke to an actor on uh, Friday. He's in a new series on Netflix called <clears throat> White Lines. What's his name, this actor? Oh, uh, Kel Spellman. Oh, well done. Yeah. Ooh, I said yeah. he's too early. Uh, Simon Day joined us. He appeared as a uh, character, uh, a hardened criminal. Yeah. What was his name? I got his name wrong, didn't I, during the interview, you... but I think it's Tony Beckton. Tony Beckton. I called Beckton. him Dave. You called him Dave I blew the whole Beckton. thing and went, yeah, all right, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, OK, yeah. as I said, I think I might make these too easy. Which snooker okay. player uh, did we uh, speak to uh, last week about um, snooker behind closed doors? Ken Doherty. Oh, Andy, I'm, I'm hot. Today, get five out of five. Andy <laughs> Smart joined us last. 
Andy Smart joined yeah. us last Friday to talk <laughs> about his favourite what? Oh, well, last Friday he joined us. No, I not last Friday, last Tuesday. last Tuesday he joined us to talk about his favourite... Oh, favourite uh, films, favourite um, horse racing films. Horse racing films. So here we go, this could be it. Uh, last Monday, yeah, look, drama in the extreme, as Nigel Pearson would say. Um, we spoke to Kate Scott last week. Why? <laughs> Kate Scott? Yeah. Did we? Yeah, Kate, Kate Scott on Monday Scott. we spoke to. You know, Kate. Cannot think, Kate Scott. What did she do? Oh, I, I think I may have it. I think she was the Dorset knob woman. Uh, well, she was, but what did she do with the knob? <laughs> she ate it. <laughs> she ate it. That's right. Well, that's in key because she wasn't throwing it because that was cancelled. She ate it. <laughs> there we are. That's ridiculous. It was the Dorset knob that did it. We got five out of five. I told you I'd make them too easy. <laughs> That'll teach me. Anyway, it rarely happens. I think we'll do it again. I always pretend oh, it's the yes. last time I'll ever do it, but let's be honest. That's only uh, the third time. Well, I've had I've done it twice in all the time we've been doing it. And, and Sockley did it, it once. once. Anyway, Adrian won't be happy. He's up he next won't. with Goffey. We'll see you tomorrow from one. He'll be annoyed Ridiculous. with you. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. Paul, I mean, put, some, put your effort into it, Paul. My fault, mate. Put some elbow groups in. I know, it's ruined your evening. It's ruined your evening. It sounds like at about 3.57, you thought, oh, God, I've forgotten all about it. It's so easy. Not eating. It was just, he didn't even get it. He gave it to him, honestly. Dear, oh, dear. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show, Andy. And I return tomorrow at one. Andy Smart with his top five of something. Um, I don't quite know what it is yet. He'll be joining us amongst others. So until then, thanks for listening and have a good evening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.